the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Yes, you are. This is Jennifer, and I have another Jennifer here with us today. Her name is Jennifer Alba, and I'm so glad that you stayed with us because she has worked for Salem Media for 21 years, and Jennifer is a mom. She's a streaming manager techie. Isn't it amazing the things we juggle as uh, as moms? But uh, Jennifer juggles a lot, and she has a powerful story for you today, and I hope that even through your tears, it will bring you some encouragement to keep going in your walk with the Lord and in your faith. So Jennifer, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So yeah, we are so glad to have you today. Why don't you um, begin at the beginning and tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to, to know more. Okay. Well, I'm a mom of three boys. Um, Joseph was my oldest son. Um, He's forever 29. He passed away four years ago on September 2nd, and then I have two other children, um, different generation. I have a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. Oh, busy, busy. Yes, very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Joseph um, when I was younger, of course, um, teen mom. Unfortunately, I was 18, and um, you know, I was bound and determined to, to break the odds and be successful and, and raise him right, and um, I honestly thought I did that and I you know he, he's, he's a great young man um, but at the age of 12 or 13 I remember I was driving in my car and I got a call from the school and it said your son has been uh, found with marijuana in his possession and I was just baffled I was like no 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 there must be a mistake my son doesn't do anything like that he's only 12 or 13 you know, he's young mm-hmm. And I went to the school, and, you know, they, he was put on probation and, and was entered into the juvenile justice system. And from there, it was like literally a freight train that would not stop. Oh. And I had him in counseling. I had him at 14, his first rehab. It was a six-month rehab. Mm. And um, at that age, I remember him leaving and saying, Mom, I got this. The, the seed has been planted. I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally just never stopped. Um, you know, we, in looking back, he would always say, um, it was the ADHD medication he was put on. Oh, wow. Um, it, so back in, in, in that time, this is, I guess, the nineties, um, it was pretty standard to have your child evaluated in school. Mm-hmm. And they, a lot of times they recommend you need ADHD medication or ADD medication, so that's what the doctors decided, and I thought, well, they're the doctors. They they know it's best, and so he was put on um, ADHD medication, mm-hmm. and and that is when it started. <clears throat> um, it was almost like a gateway drug. I was going to uh, say that. Him. Do you think you know? So many people say marijuana is a gateway drug. Do you believe that's true? It is. In this case, it was the uh, Concerta. It was ADHD medication mm-hmm. he was on. 
which led then to marijuana because uh, the medication made him anxious. Hmm. Then he found marijuana to make him less anxious. So it and that was at age 12? Age 12? Yes. Or th- age 12. Where do you find marijuana at age 12 or 13, you know? Did he find well, it at school? I yeah, I believe it was some friends at school. Um, hmm. it's, it's everywhere. I think it always has been everywhere. You know, it's, I think if you look hard enough, you can find it. And that's, you know, I think he was looking for something to make him feel less anxious. Um, unfortunately, he did not come to me about that, about how the medication was making him feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, over over the 16 years of his addiction, um, he went to rehab around 20 times. He um, was in prison twice for drug-related crimes. Mm. Um, you know, our society as a whole doesn't understand how to treat addiction. Um, it's 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 a whole society problem. If if, if that's my opinion. How does a mother the, deal um, with that? Like, how did you process that in your heart? Like when he was in prison, and I mean, it it felt like everybody was like against us. Like I knew he was sick. I knew he had a disease. It, it's a disease, but there was very little treatment for that disease. You know, if so, you know, first of all, prison doesn't do anything to rehabilitate anybody. No. Um, mm. Sure, they offer NA classes and AA classes, but they don't actually offer treatment. You know, when my son started using so young, his brain was literally rewired, oh. and his impulse control was gradually chipped away to nothing. Um, and that's a you know a scientific uh, fact. Mm. So the way to unwire, rewire the brain takes you know years of, of rehabilitation. So um, it was very hopeless doing his appearance. You know, I was always trying to find ways to save him from himself. Um, what, what drug I, did he take next? So you said that the those mm-hmm. two were gateways, the, the ADHD and then the marijuana. Where where did it go from there in such a short amount of time? It went um, from the marijuana to cocaine, mm. the cocaine to Xanax and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and his drug of choice for most of his life was, was crack cocaine. Okay. Um, now, when he in 2017 is the year he died. Um, in January of that year, he was um, beaten up pretty bad by one of his friends oh. that had thought he had taken a TV of his. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not sure if Joseph took it or not, but um, he kind of sucker or sucker not sucker punched him but kind of snuck mm-hmm. up behind him and attacked him mm. and um as a result of that he had his jaw wired shut all of his teeth were knocked oh. out um he had to have metal plates in his face they said it would take a lot of reconstructive surgery to ever look right again um and and so then opioids were introduced to him of course because yeah right from the doctors so he, he looked at me, he said, Mom, if I take these, I'm going to die. Mm. He, he told me, he said, if I get his own opioids, there's just no chance for me. Wow. Um, and that's what happened. He um, he had to keep taking them for the pain. Um, mm. The next time he actually used, he used a combination of cocaine and um, heroin. Um, and I think... He had overdosed really, really bad. I think it was April of 2017 or, or May mm. um, to the point where when he woke up, he threw up uh, 
a massive amount of blood. It, it looked like he had hurt somebody or himself. Um, and after that, he had um, amnesia, where he couldn't retain new information for more than 30 seconds at a time. He was stuck in a loop. Were so you there in. with him when he died no. or when this? Okay. Uh, no, this, he was in a hotel room, and so he texted me. He said, Mom, where am I? And, mm-hmm. I, and I thought that was a weird question. I'm like, well, what do you mean, where are you? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know where I'm at. I'm like, and I thought he was kind of joking. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I have blood all over me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? And then I started, I started getting really scared. And I finally figured out, I think, I think he's overdosed. Go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, um, I'm going to go it was to a town two hours away, which I thought that was weird. Um, but he, he did recover from that um, mm-hmm. eventually. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and he, he told me, he said, Mom, this is my last run. I know if I use again, I'm going to die. Oh. And we had a long emotional talk about it, and he said, please just let me, let me go to heaven and watch you from, you and my brothers from heaven. So he, said, he um, knew that you loved him in that, he knew. was he that your last conversation, or? No, um, he had met a girl, and they had um, fallen in love right after, and, and I kind of let him be, and, you know, prayed to God that this would be a turning point for him that, you know, maybe he would get on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, but something triggered him, and um, he ended up in a hotel room. And um, mm-hmm. the next morning, there was three police mm-hmm. at my door. Oh, my. He died. And it took me eight months to get the autopsy to find out how he died. <clears throat> so, which... Um, we have about you know, two minutes. Tell me what okay. that was like when those police showed up at your door. Oh, my gosh. It was, you know, the worst kind of pain a parent could go through. Mm. Um, but you weren't surprised or you were? I wasn't surprised. But, it, you know, I think during when your child is addicted to drugs, you try to mentally prepare yourself um, constantly for mm. their for their death, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a natural thing to do, I think, um, because they are taking drugs that, you know, that could kill them. Right. Um, and so, but, you know, it, it just, I think, I still can't believe it sometimes. It's been almost four years. Um, sometimes sh- I just think it's shock. a bad dream. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was bad. And, you know, the, the fact that he died alone, uh, it just, he was alone. Mm. Um, left a lot of questions in my head, you know. Um, did he suffer? Um, why didn't he call me? Why didn't he say goodbye? Did he know he was going to die? It was a, you know, I'm pretty sure it was an accident. Uh, it was, his cause of death was determined uh, heroin and cocaine toxicity, well, which means it was a lethal combination of two drugs. Mm. Jennifer, I want to pick this up because I want to hear... Um, at the next show, how God intervened in your heart and your mind in the midst of such a devastating situation. And so thank you for sharing. I know there are so many people listening right now that can resonate with this story and their, their pain is great too. So you're listening to Simply for Women. This is Jennifer Jackson. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. I hope you'll pick it back up with us again at the next show. We want to hear the rest of this story. This is Simply for Women.
hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.